Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, I can't wait to show my kids this movie, or not. We talk to the host of the podcast, Fantai, about being a fan of something as a child that now proves problematic. Plus, Biz is on a roll. Woo! Hong Kong. You said to specify what it was, and I think you could tell that this is a woo. I've been wanting to call for so long, and I've been waiting for something to be excited about. And my husband finally just got a job. He lost it in March, and I was three months pregnant. But we've done it. We've been doing it. We didn't get government assistance, unfortunately. But we did it, and we did it. It's done. He's got a job. I couldn't have gotten through this without you guys and the community that you built. And I just want to say thank you so much for everything. Everyone's doing such a great job. Everything has been so hard, and everybody just kept doing it. And it's helped me keep doing it. And I just want to say thank you to everybody. I love you guys, everyone, so much. <sighs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! I, you're doing an amazing job. Also, I'm going to copy you in your wooing style of it sounds like you're honking a horn and you should be honking a horn because you did it honk if you did it you did it I gotta tell you that is so stressful to be pregnant and have your partner lose their work and you know that sensation of being just out of control but you did it and keeping that mantra of we did it, we're doing it, we're doing it, we did it. it just it really helps me to remember <laughs> to do it and keep doing it when it feels like doing it is impossible. I just think you're doing such a great job. So is your partner. You guys are amazing. And I really appreciate you calling in. This community is awesome because of you, because of everybody. We each bring something different. And I think what makes this community so awesome is that, at least for me, I know that I'm bringing something different, but I am also bringing the desire to try something different and talk about things that are different and just be open to different. So I, yay, everybody, you're killing it. And if this didn't sound like the perfect setup for a thank you fest, I don't know what does. It's time for thank yous. I would like to take a moment to focus on teachers and school administration and everybody affiliated with schools. I know that here in California and in lots of places, 
schools have already started. They started this week. Some are starting next week. Basically, for the next month, schools are starting. And if it is anything like what it's like here, literally up until the night before classes start, policies are still being updated and changed. You know, a week ago, no masks. Now masks. Is there testing? Now there's testing. No, there's not testing. You're going to need to prove that you're vaccinated. You're not going to need to do it. Some staff need to print. Like it, it, they just, it just, <laughs> I've known school was coming, guys. <laughs> I just feel like we could have gotten this together a little sooner than like the day before school starts. So with that said, I want to say thank you to teachers. You also haven't been in the classroom in over a year, many of you, or if you were back in a classroom setting last year, it was uh, very different and unpredictable. And it stinks because the school year is starting off in that same place of what is this going to be like? Anybody under 12, that is a group of kids that can't get vaccinated. And that is terrifying. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not relaxing. I'm not relaxed. And you combine that with pandemic, just like, where are we? Are we safe? Are we not safe? I don't know. Like, it's been going on so long, it must be over. That mental state makes all of us as parents crazy. So again, I, I say that so that teachers know I'm thanking them for dealing with crazy. And I also know you have kids, teachers, many of you. And so that's really hard. Basically, I see you going in and putting your health and the health of loved ones around you at risk to teach and I appreciate that, and I know that that could not have been an easy decision, and whatever your decisions are, they are the right decisions for you. This is Decisions did not get easier in the last year and a half. School nurses, school counselors, thank you. The administration for scrambling to try and make it work when the city, state, and national government keeps changing, you know, what the guidelines are. I, along with every parent in the country, have our fingers crossed that this isn't going to implode and that we're going to get to stay in person at school. And I want to say thank you for making this happen and I promise I won't be mad if it doesn't. <laughs> I promise I will still support you and love you. Thank you. As always, thank you to everybody. I just I just really feel like teachers are in a super weirdo situation. And I, I, I just, as we drop our kids off, let's make sure to give an extra thank you. Let's be really kind to each other because it's nerve wracking dropping our kids off right now, especially if we've been home with them really legitimately for two years without letting them out of our sight. Just give everybody the space and grace. Thank you. And thank you for getting vaccinated. And thank you for encouraging those around you to get vaccinated. And thank you for helping those who might need assistance in getting vaccinated. Vaccinated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of vaccinations, Raiden got poked. It was Raiden's birthday last week. 
get ready for this. Raiden, formerly known as the superstar Katie Bell, who is now going as Raiden, Japanese god of thunder. They turned 12. Can you guys believe it? If you've been listening for as long as I've been doing this, that's, I'm freaking out. (laughs) I'm really freaking out to have a 12-year-old. So they, of course, got vaccinated the day after their birthday. That has always been the plan, and they are doing very fine. They just have a sore arm, and that's okay by all of us. But because it was their birthday, they had been saying that there was something that they wanted for their birthday for a while. They didn't even say it with their birthday. They were just like, I wish I had Heelys. Now, if you don't know what Heelys are, they were kind of a fun fad, uh, maybe when Raiden was like in elementary school. But they're basically tennis shoes that have one wheel in the heel, hence Heelys. And you can skate around on them, kind of. I got Raiden a pair of Heelys based on their current shoe size, and which is gigantic. Hello, tween. And they came, but they actually were one size too big, but they fit me perfect. So I got Raiden another pair that fit, and they came in yesterday. And I don't know what has possessed me, but I think I should be healing as well. I think I should be healing around. Is that what the cool kids say? Or break my neck <laughs> and my old bones and my old my old elbows and knees. I am going to try to skate around on Heelys and bond with my child. And we'll see how that turns out. Just just tune in next week for the fail segment to see how that is. If I even am able to go a foot. I'll tape that, put that up on the on the Instagram because, you know, as far as I know, Heelys are never going to go out of style, which I actually think ties in nicely to what we're going to talk about today, which is when the things that we used to think were cool or really love, like TV shows or movies or music, when we revisit them now as adults, or in some cases, six months later... <laughs> They may be a bit problematic. And we are going to talk about this with the hosts of the Maximum Fun podcast, Fanti, Jared Hill, and Trebel Anderson. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week... We are talking to two wonderful people. I am very excited about having them on. The first is Jarrett Hill, who is an award-winning journalist, speaker, media trainer, and host contributing to the New York Times, Variety, NBC News, CNN International, and Channel Q, among others. He is also president of the National Association of Black Journalists, Los Angeles Chapter. We also have Travel Anderson, 
who is an award-winning journalist, social curator, and world changer who always comes to slay. Named to the Roots 2020 list of the 100 most influential African Americans, they have dedicated their career to centering those in the margins, gray spaces, and at the intersections of life through a pop culture lens. Together, they host... Fanti, a Maximum Fun podcast chosen as one of Apple Podcast Best of 2020. Wow! <laughs> welcome! Uh, welcome! Thank you. Welcome. I'm sorry you guys are so fabulous. <laughs> I was going to say, are we supposed to come in and act like we're brilliant after that? Oh, that yeah. Was, no, yeah. No, uh, yes. Anybody who's <laughs> okay. ever listened to y'all's podcast, well, like, it is, there are moments where I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't used my smart brain in so long. Oh, I, okay. Anyway, before we get into that. That's so sweet. Thank you. Well, you're, you're welcome. I just have ears and I listen. So that's not a lot to thank me for there. Before we get into the podcast, uh, I want to ask you the question we ask all our guests. Who lives in your house? It's a chance for you to let us know who's in there. Could be pets, could be people, could be ghosts. Always looking for anything you want to share. Let's start with you, Trevor. Um, okay, so I have 12 people who live with me in my Ooh, home. Wonderful. They all happen to reside within my head, FYI. Nice. Simple. And so, you know. And that's what we're doing. Oh, I, I, I also have a, a partner of sorts that also lives in the house as well. So he's there too. But, right. you know, he gets drowned out by, you know, everyone else. So fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and Jared. Um, I live with now 17 houseplants, from what I'm told, I think, that, that yes. are spread throughout the house. Yes. My best friend is a plant nerd and they came to visit last earlier this month or last month. And the number of plants that I have in my home has doubled. And, and 16 uh, of them are dead. FYI. Oh, yeah. No, I, I okay. killed all mine right away. Well, to be clear, these 17 are alive, but there are about eight that live out in the graveyard that I call my balcony. <laughs> and so there's that is who is residing here at uh, Casa de Jarrett. So, you know, the pandemic, you either you either ran out and you got something really living, living or you got plants <laughs> We already had too many living things in this house, so I started doing plants. I kill all plants. I am the only person I know who cannot keep a succulent alive. I'm like, oh, Listen. Yeah, everybody's like, everybody's like this. It's so easy. You just spritz them and then ignore them. And I'm like, okay. And then and they just die. They're just everywhere. But we Listen, uh, I've had I've had a, a, a crew of succulents that have been here for years and then they started dying and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What? We've been doing so good. Like, what's happening? So, yeah. And jealousy. Jealousy is what Yeah, happened. exactly. <laughs> I would like for you to uh, tell us how you guys started Fanti and y'all's history. Travel, you want to tell them how we met? I don't remember. Oh, wait, no. I do. Yes! It was an ABJ, right? It was an ABJ. <laughs> it was on a gay dating app. And the, the uh, lies Trevor. you okay. tell. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Trevor. 
We met in the local chapter, the Los Angeles chapter of the National Association of Black Journalists. Jared was hot shit back in oh, the yeah. day. You know, he had did this like really back big thing. Back in the thing. day, I'm still I mean, here. He's still president. What's happening? Wow. You <laughs> know, well, he was a regular degla schmegler person back in the day who had a little bit of, you know, he had the whole situation with Melania. I'll leave it there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. <laughs> Google it. And so he was like brought into the local chapter by, you know, the current president at that time. Um, and then we just kind of hit it off, I think, right? And then then I became president of the chapter and my vice president left. And so I duped Jared into becoming my vice president. I'm glad we're using this... accurate verbs. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it was definitely duped. Duped. You'll yeah. be all right. <laughs> and, you know, we just kind of developed our friendship from there. And while we were leading that organization together, people kept saying, you all should do a show. Like, I would listen to you all because of our banter and our yeah. chemistry or whatever. And around that same time, you know, the good old Laura Swisher, all right, from Maximum Fun. Yeah. I had been a guest on a few other Max Fun podcasts at the time. And she was like, listen, if you ever wanted to do a show, like, let me know. And so long story short, we came in with a pitch and we got some feedback on the pitch. And they were like, OK, it's cute or whatever. But like, that's not it. And so yeah. we went away for like a, a week or so and we workshopped it. And then we came up. We were on the phone for like two hours at one day, I think, and came up with the idea for Fanti. We pitched it. They loved it. And now, you know, the rest is history. That is history. That is a beautiful history. I, The feedback part always sucks. I'm like, what do you mean? My first idea is not brilliant. You're right. wrong. They were like, this is, this is really cute, but it's yeah. no, no. no. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry. For anybody who hasn't heard the podcast, Travel just gave us personal history of y'all. Jarrett, tell me a little bit about the focus of the podcast. Yeah, so our show is focused on the things that we love but have some challenges with. Some people might call that like our problematic faves, right? Yeah. The name Fanti is a portmanteau of fan and anti to be a fan of something but have some really anti feelings about it. And so each week we take on a different topic or person or show or movement or whatever, whatever it is or experience that we're having and discuss what we love about it, but why it's also kind of challenging. And so when we pitched the show, we pitched things like the Black church as Black queer people, right? Or Tyler mm -hmm. Perry. Our first episode was on Kevin Hart. We've talked about the all Black Lives Matter movement, which was supposed to be inclusive of queer and lesbian and trans folks. And like all kinds of different issues that we take on each week. We take on and discuss, you know, in an honest way that a lot of people have spoken back to us about the show, about being able to have conversations about difficult topics with nuance and being able to say like, you know, this is actually really cool, but this is a major problem with X things. So that's kind of the focus of the show. No, it, well, you already know this. It's brilliant because, I mean, that's it, what's <laughs> Of course wonderful. it is. And yeah, that's bad. <laughs> but like, we're, we're always kind of talking about, and this progress is great. And it is great that however slow and steady or super fast something progresses and when it comes to our cultural understanding of something or becoming more present and aware of and changing and working towards that, like giving space to letting people who stepped in it come forward, right? Like move ahead, right? Like I was just having a conversation with a friend the other day just about like, I step in it all the time. Our fans are happy to let me know. 
when I do very gra- Same, very graciously. Yes. Are ours. Yes. yes. And it's such a like I I actually really like it because you have this chance to to get better, like learn what it is yeah. that you screwed up. And I appreciate that they give me space to do that. The world of like pop culture, music, books, TV shows, movies, those didn't go away as I have moved forward, right? And like, in fact, I haven't given lots of things a second thought until my partner, Stefan, who just didn't watch movies in the 70s and 80s. I'm trying to catch him up on like classic moments and we'll put him in and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, I knew maybe here, but now I'm like, wow, that's even like, and I think for a lot of people who have kids in their houses, my favorite story is I have two kids. That's the end of the story. I have two kids. The oldest one, when they were like, uh, when they were, you know, very little, we only had the one. Halloween was coming and I was ready to do The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which is one of my favorites. Mm. And we, I am wandering through the like preschool parking lot and I'm like, it's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown is tonight. And I had three separate parents say, we're not showing that to our kids. And I was like, Wow. Oh. It's it's real. I know. I was like, what's wrong with fuck? I mean, I know that, but like, what? Uh, and they go, wow. it's too mean. They're It's really cruel. And I'm thinking, mm. is it? I don't remember that. I, mean, I hadn't seen it in a while, but I don't. I don't know. And so, you know, I come home and we put it on to watch it. And Steph and I are sitting there. And as they are literally using the back of Charlie Brown's head, as a pattern to do their ugly jack-o'-lantern or things like oh, you couldn't nice. have gotten that letter charlie brown nobody uh, invites you to anything i mean like <laughs> it was it was vicious and i you're was immediately like, thinking about how much therapy charlie brown is going to need oh from when lucy so like i'm sitting there and i turned to step in and i was like i i don't want to feel weird about this like I grew up watching this I did not go out and treat people like assholes right like because I want in fact the cruelty never crossed my mind until I became an adult with kids Mm. we kind of had this discussion Mm -hmm. about well do I want my kids to look at something through my lens or their own lens right like they've got to develop Mm. a lens and so with that and they watch it every year and they never, they never comment on the cruelty, right? Like they, you know, so that's like one example that we've kind of gone through. But I guess I want to start by asking, do each of you have that moment where you're like, <laughs> you've turned something on that you loved as a kid or that, you know, and you're like, what was y'all's, you have a memory of like a first moment with this. Jarrett, I'm going to start with you. So it's interesting that you're asking about this because I, I I just did another show and we like spent a whole show talking about that specific thing. Oh, um, really? About yeah. what that specific episode was. And so for me, I've been really analyzing my television viewing a lot because mm-hmm. I'm working on a piece that I'm writing. And I've started to develop this theory that like the more progressive a writer's room is 
or the more progressive like the worldview of a show is, the better it tends to age, right? Yeah. And so I've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah. Right. Nick. And so I've been thinking a lot about this with Will and Grace because oh. I grew up watching Will and Grace. I mean, it started in the late '90s, but like I've watched Will and Grace throughout like my college years. Like I watched it a lot in reruns and on DVD and all that kind of stuff. But now me and my best friend, my best friend and I, whatever, uh, my best friend and I are always <laughs> talking about Will and Grace, the plant friend. His name is also Jarrett, which is its own weird thing. But we're always like quoting Will and Grace. But I hadn't really watched it in the last year and a half or two. And it's one of those shows I've seen every episode backwards yeah. and forwards and all that kind of thing. But now that I've started rewatching it again, I'm like, this show is aggressively white. And this show is like unapologetically white. Like, yeah. they don't have many Black people. Like, there are two Black characters who have a multi-episode arc throughout the series, I believe, in eight seasons. And the unique, interesting thing to me about Will and Grace has been that Will and Grace is the first show that ever got like a multi-season reboot. And they didn't fix it, right? And so yeah. even in like mo the modern era, and I think they, their show came back in 2018 or something like that and went off in 2020, but like they still didn't make it any better, right? They kind of plugged <laughs> Anthony Ramos into a handful of shows. Right. And it was like, oh, you guys are like committed to this. But it was interesting to me because they're all such liberal, progressive people, the actors are in life, but they're, they're most powerful when they're all together and they didn't use that power to... You know, there's like a or 90%, so 100% chance it never crossed their mind unintentionally. You know what I mean? Like we're just... Well, at least not in the first time. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the, yeah, huh. I'm sure they were like, well, we're covering the gays, so we don't need to I mean, do all the things. <laughs> there's only so many diversity checkboxes that are getting ticked off on certain shows. So, yeah. Yeah. Travel, do you have a moment like that? Um, okay, so I can't I can't figure out one specific moment, but I've been thinking a lot uh, as you all have been talking about like all of those like classic um, black sitcoms um, that like popped up on Netflix. Was that last year or earlier this year? So like Moesha or The Parkers or Girlfriends, and I remember rewatching all of those, being in love with them when I was younger. But now realizing that, oh, these shows are like super homophobic, super transphobic and and still funny in some parts, uh, <laughs> but, but also yeah. still very much a problem, even though, right, those are the shows that many black folks of our age, at least, those are the shows that we grew up on. Those are the shows that we talk about when we talk about seeing ourselves represented on screen. And so I think there is that like that kind of like ickiness sometimes right watching yeah. the shows today because you're like oh that joke one wasn't even necessary don't know why I, why I found it funny you know 15 years ago but also realizing that wow thing, things have definitely changed I, I and I hope for the better yeah no it's interesting the jokes and things like that like what <laughs> we've talked about this on the show before too I really enjoyed the show Supernatural because I like two hot dudes driving around in a car listening to <laughs> 70s music, punching the shit out of monsters. Okay, now those are some of my boxes that I'm like, check, check, check. And I've watched it for so long, I hadn't gone back and watched any of the early ones. And mm. we were doing a show, a Supernatural bonus show, and we went, I went back and watched some, and I was like, oh, I forgot how homophobic this 
show what, mm. like just in the sense of like, and well, I knew it was always a little sexist the way they threw around mm-hmm. the B word, which is just like the one word I fucking can't stand because I'm like, you can say that on television whenever you fucking want because no one gives two shit about women. Anyway, <laughs> but I mean, like you can say that you can't say, sh- you can't say shit. <laughs> you can't say fuck. You can't say any of that. But Points are can, being made. You can say yeah. all the things all day long. But anyway, they said that. They called each other, you know, lots of like references to being gay or like it, mm-hmm. it's because they had emotions. <laughs> right. And I was like, all right, how do I, how do I navigate this? Like, how do I still enjoy? And I guess I, I want to get into this. How do you still enjoy something even though you know that there are problems with it? Because there's lots of things I have cut off my list. That I so, won't watch yeah. again. I have a great answer for this. And we actually, yes! we did it, we, we <laughs> sort of did an episode. Uh, I mean, we've kind of like, you know, traversed this topic in various ways. Yeah. But before I answer your question, I also wanted to add America's Next Top Model. I remember re-watching it in oh, quarantine, yeah. like literally everyone else, and realizing from literally the very first season how horrible that show was to a variety of different types of communities. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, just check, 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 check. <laughs> like check, literally check, 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 check. all of them. <laughs> At the risk of a shameless plug, we have a yes. whole episode about Tyra On Banks. Tyra Banks, um, I know, yes. <laughs> yes, and so we talk a lot about that. Yeah, so if anyone is a is a fan of America's Next Top Model, <laughs> go check that episode out. Yeah. But I think the way you go about still trying to enjoy some of those things that are like, you know, touchstones for us, you know, when that we grew up on. You know, I feel like some sometimes you just have to s- suspend yeah. your current reality, right? Like we 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 talk a little about this on um we did a Bill Cosby episode I and we talk about episode. the 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 Cosby show, we talk yeah. about a different world and how those shows were Jared really loved the Cosby show, I really loved uh, a, different a different world. world and how those sh- I was just watching a different world last night. It's on HBO Max if yeah. you're interested. Um I just, like, saw I, like it, just... I just saw it come through and I was like, <laughs> guys, just so you know how geeky, like, and I'm not geeky, like, in a cool way, like, like, as I have children <laughs> and I have to let them make horrible choices for themselves, I had the, D- the Dwayne Wayne flip up glasses. Yes. Oh, no, no. It was um, not cute. When are we getting to the horrible choice? I know. I literally like, oh, I was just ahead of my time in, yes. Bur- in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <laughs> Let me be clear. <laughs> if I saw a pair of them right now, I would oh, buy them because this is I not, love them. There are variety reasons this face should not have those glasses. But anyway, I just wanted to let you know how cool I am. Anyway, so yes, a different world. You're watching these shows, but those are the shows I grew up with. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I think I might be a little older because I also grew up with all the like good times. The Jeffersons, What's Happening. I saw those on Nick at Night, if that counts. I know, it counts. I'm like, all I can do is the theme songs. I'm like, what's the other one? It's like, give me a break, gosh, all Like, I know all this. <laughs> My sister and I grew up with. But, but the Cosby Show and... Yeah, I feel like you just have to, like, you know, suspend reality for a little bit, right? Like, you have to realize that you're watching something that ultimately is a relic, Right at this yeah. point, and it does not. Most of it, some of it, does not necessarily hold up to our kind of present day belief systems about you know how you treat people and talk about folks and inclusivity and stuff like that. Like I feel like that's the only way some of these shows that we're talking about, films that we're talking about, that you can still enjoy them. Because otherwise, you know, you, you won't. Yeah. You otherwise, can't you can't anything. do anything with them. 
Well, because even stuff that's coming out now, 10 years from now, we might recognize that there were things that could have been better as well. But For sure. I, here's a question. Do you think there's a difference when it comes to suspending the disbelief between characters that have been written a certain way mm-hmm. and the actors who play them have it like Bill mm. Cosby wasn't mm-hmm. a rapist on the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like well, so can, I, can we yeah. even touch on that? Because that's yeah. an interesting point. As a person who watched the Cosby show a lot yeah. and really enjoyed it and really loved all of those characters, someone yeah. pointed out to me uh, in the last few months, like Bill did choose to make himself a gynecologist. Gross. Which was interesting to me. And I thought you did not have oh, to wow. remind us of that. Fucking gross. You well, did not like, have to remind us. It was an interesting us. thing, right? <laughs> like, gross. It, was, it was something that I was like, oh, I didn't Ugh. think about that, well, right? Now and I so really can't I go I... back and watch the Cosby show. <laughs> God well, damn it! Because like I I still enjoy like I Claire Huxtable is one of my favorite characters of all time, right? I know. And so like I still enjoy their interactions as myself now as a writer, I'm enjoying like writing scenes without dialogue. And the first place I remember seeing that was on the Cosby show. There'd be these beautiful scenes where there'd be music and you'd see Claire and, and Heathcliff interacting with each other with no words and there's yeah. music and maybe they're dancing or they're smiling or they're gesturing or whatever. And I always thought that was really, really cool. And so to to both of your points, and Travel was talking about kind of the suspending the belief piece it's hard for me now even more because like as i'm watching bill cosby and i know that there are dozens upon dozens of women who've come out saying that he's done these things to them and we have to imagine there are probably more who we haven't heard from or have passed Mm -hmm. away over the years or whatever i think to myself like Oh, was he like in his trailer before filming this scene doing, you know, jerking off to something horrible? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I'm I'm always thinking like, or like sometimes the jokes hit a little bit differently for me. And I'm like, oh. See, but that's the like. You're a serial rapist. Yeah. Because I think for me, it's easier. Like, so with a show like Supernatural, those two actors are totally decent Guys, as far as I know, I haven't seen anything truly horrible come out about them, right? And they're not homophobic. They're not, you know, these are the characters that they play. This may not be the best example either. But <laughs> but then if it's somebody who's done something like that, I, 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 for me, I have a much harder time. It's like I don't think I could watch The Cosby Show and not see him, right? Like mm-hmm. not see yeah. that, which is like a shame, but I want to, well, it's not well, but, a shame. Fucking fuck but, you. But what? even to that point, but like, Cosby, but not even the to show, that point, but. right? Like separating, separating like the actor from the character. Yeah. Part of the challenge for me, if we're talking about Will and Grace, like I did earlier is all of these actors are so powerful now, right? Yeah. Eric McCormick, Deborah Messing, Megan Mullally and Sean Hayes are all really powerful, seemingly wealthy people who have a say in what goes into those into those scripts because they have to say those words. And so nowadays I'm looking at these actors and saying like, well, you didn't write it, but like you didn't push back on it either, right? Right. Or you didn't say like, oh, well, why don't we have more of this? Or you didn't speak out against it and say that this wasn't okay. And so it becomes more challenging for me now because as I'm looking back, I'm like, well, why didn't you say something in the the newer seasons, right? It was one thing in 1998, it's another thing in 2020. 21 or 2019 or whatever the year is so well it's it's fascinating as like i get to sit and watch my kids experience new media and old media right like i get Mm -hmm. to sit here and see all right 
you know, our influences on them, the school's influences, the things they read, you know, all the same stuff. We all got influenced by different things. And it's so, like, I will try and find a show for my oldest to watch. Everybody listens to the show knows that Raiden, formerly known as Katie Bell, and every single one of the kids in their class trying to outgay each other, which is just so different than my experience in seventh grade. Okay, I mean, I swear to God, every single one is like, you know, I mean, with words that I'm just learning. I'm like, you're what? Like, that's not even like, I know the big ones, but like, <laughs> we are okay, great. But watching shows with them, like anything, even five years old sometimes, yeah. where you're like, mm -hmm. they'll be like, well, that's not, we tried to do Glee. But that just wound up being too young. I just, like, even though they're, like, 12, I was, like, the things I think are funny in this show are a little too dark for you to, like, every time that kid got that milkshake in the face, I was howling. And then I was, like, oh, you don't understand why that's so cruel and yet funny at the same time. See, Charlie Brown comes right back to Charlie Brown. And it's, like, God, the first three episodes, I'm, like, how much sex are we going to talk about in this hilarious show? I loved it, but I was just, like, oh, my God. Oh, Sorry. Sorry, baby. Yeah. But just anything that, and my, again, Stefan will go and watch tons of old movies, like Labyrinth and like E.T. and Back to the Future. And like, Back to the Future is a good one for me where I'm like, I love Back to the Future. I can't imagine watching this with my child when we get to what is essentially Biff trying to rape the mom, the what's her mm. name, the, you know, and I'm like, but as a kid, you just watched it, you know, you just watched it and you didn't think twice about it. But now I'm like, you know, I think quite a bit about it. Right. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah. It's interesting because I have a, a nephew that's almost three years old and he has like all of these shows that he loves to watch on Netflix, like all these animated shows and their airplanes that are flying around and a motorcycle that talks and all kinds yeah. of stuff like that. Right. And like, he's not really like listening to the storylines because like sometimes the TV's not even really turned up loud yeah, enough yeah. for him to be able to hear it, but he's just kind of staring at it and like watching the things move and happen. And so I find myself starting to watch things through what I imagine his lens is as like, oh, so what is he like taking in from this? Yeah. Because as a person who is in media and creates media, I'm thinking about the ways that like all of these things are starting to kind of program Yes. what he thinks and believes and feels, right? And only in the last year have I started to really, he's like be gone from being like an infant to being a toddler and having a bit of a personality, right? Yeah. And so he's he's like playing with this airplane that talks or whatever. And like, I'm watching him like tell stories with the <laughs> yeah. airplane and the fire truck and the, the airport and the different things. And I'm like, oh, he's beginning to see how these things interact with one another who's the good person, who's yeah. the bad person and all that. And so like, as he's watching TV, I'm always thinking about that. Like, what is what what is being saved and what's kind of like going in and out and not, yeah. not really, you know, registering at all. Because like, even with voices in animated shows, right? Like, you know, you can still, by the way, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic is the greatest show ever. Everybody <laughs> should watch that. It is excellent. My child has figured out that every pony is a different LGBTQ flag. Anyways. Yes. Oh, is I, that what that is? Yes. I don't know if it's on purpose, but I think it is because all of their stuff is very, all the oh, ponies have been shipped. And it is a fucking great show. 
And there are some action <laughs> scenes that would put Batman and Superman to shame with Twilight Sparkle. Anyway, but like, <laughs> I could talk kids media. I will tell you, I don't know where I just went, but I will tell you this. The thing that I have noticed, we don't have live television in the house. We've just, we cut cables a long time ago. And so they, you know, Netflix, Amazon, whatever, they can just poke it and mm-hmm. watch it. So commercials are not something they get a lot of. Uh. And right now, because of the Olympics and the impending football season, college football season, (laughs) I am from Alabama, we get Hulu Live (laughs) so we can stream live television. So the kids have been like, Mm. live television? And all I hear are the (laughs) ads, and the ads are just like – it is impactful, the like, the tones for girls, the tones for, I mean, we all know this because we grew up with it, but like these kids haven't been around it. And like the toys themselves, like there's a line of Bratz dolls that are like, you could tell they made them. And then the world decided that maybe we shouldn't have as many female dolls that are called brats uh so Mm -hmm. somebody kept the doll that changed (laughs) changed the copy and the copy's like when you want to you know get like involved with an important cause and suddenly each of these brats is like involved in the environment and wildlife safety and i'm like (laughs) no they're not no they're not they are not that's a shift i know it was a a big shift shift. i was just like the only thing that's changed here is the copy but i think possibly the reason why my kids and the their friends, besides living very progressive Southern California, are very different than the world that I was in at their age, is because they're not getting inundated as much. They get to choose what they're watching as opposed mm. to me, who just had to watch whatever was on television, right? Or they're not getting inundated with the ads that are so full of messaging. I just, in us talking, I'm like, I wonder how much that plays into it because no one's telling them that this is the toy you need to be a guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, well, to that point, I've, I, I always reference this as like everything is becoming cable. Something right. that I don't think we had an appreciation for in the way that like when we were in the era where it was just like broadcast networks and then yeah, cable was it. like a handful of channels. Cable is something that is niche, right? Like every cable channel has a very specific direct audience. Whereas broadcast television is still trying to reach the broadest audience it can, right? On different nights of the week, they're trying to reach black folks or women or, or, you know, whatever it is. And so that has been interesting to me because as we watch like things become more and more niche, each of these streaming platforms like has their own kind of specific kind of lanes that they're trying to find, some doing better than others, right? But as we right. are looking at different streaming <laughs> platforms, right? Like the, I see these new billboards up for um, Discovery Plus and they're like the home for suspense. Yeah. And like there's all these different suspense platforms that they're, that they're doing or the home for whatever. And it's yeah. like, we're going to start getting more and more niche in our interests. And like, I'm only going to start watching shows that are reaching into my interest, which is great on some level. Well, I was going to ask, do you think it's great or do you think it could like lead to some issues? Well, it's great to... 
I mean, it's gonna, it's a double-edged sword. It's gonna yeah. cut both ways, right? Like, because like on some level we're going to get narrower and narrower focus, but also like we're not gonna be introduced to new things that, or new perspectives or new ideas that are outside of that area. Everything is becoming cable. Like we're all kind of getting into our own niche worlds with the way that we consume our news, uh -oh, the, the like, places that we read our social media, the, all of these different things. I look at Travel. there's either a I see bird. There's either a bird <laughs> in Travel's home flying around that they are looking at or or Travel is processing this. I can't tell. Is it, yeah. You'll have to tell me, is this the I totally disagree or is this the I have a bird in my house? It is. Look. So, okay, here's the, th it's not the bird. I'll put it okay. that way. I'm kind of sad know, that it's not the bird. I don't know if I disagree, <laughs> but I think it depends on like, the, the particular viewer's station in life, right? I think when we start talking about, like, you know, basically people's interests being hyper-served, you know, if your interests happen to already be inclusive and representative of a variety of different communities, then it's cool, right? Right. Now, if your interests mm -hmm. happen to be, I don't know, Fox News or, you know, conspiracy <laughs> theories, right, or something like that, then Racist. maybe it... You, <laughs> Listen, you don't I mean, racist, yeah. homophobic, if transphobic, is, xenophobic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe egg. that is a problem, right? If you're if you you know, doesn't Donald Trump have a cable network now? Did I make that up? Ugh, gross. You I don't know. If you're, I'm not if you you're if you're if that's what you're interested in, then like maybe maybe we would see that as a problem, right? But I don't know. I like I like being able to hyper serve my interest. Because historically, Travell Anderson's interests haven't been hyper-served, right? Like, well, okay. I love, you know, just the flip side that's, of it, right? That's true. You know? That's true. And that's not to dis dismiss or erase what you're no. saying, right, Jared? But, like, I, that is one of the things that I think many of these platforms are leaning into with the Netflix. The reason why they have strong black lead is because black folks want to see black folks on screen, right? And it's Absolutely. become its own its own thing. And so I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there is overall like a net negative because of, you know, the racists and, and the white supremacists. And yeah, all, all the that. people who are ruining it. But I wonder <laughs> about like, is there is there a way for us to, to reframe our thinking about it to where... We're not focused on, you know, the foolishness, right, that they are able to to continue perpetuating, but we're focused on, you know, the majority, right? Everybody else who who isn't interested in perpetuating that. Wait, we have to stop. Hi everyone. <laughs> this week's discussion with Jarrett Hell and Travell Anderson of the podcast Fanti was so epic. We had to split it into two episodes. Check back next week for the rest of this epic discussion. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Function of Beauty. Are you tired of never having time to take care of yourself. <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, fine. I'll just use whatever shampoo was left here by a relative. Guys, Function of Beauty makes hair care products that are 100% customized to your needs. And here's how you do it. You go to Function of Beauty. You take a quick 
thorough quiz to tell them a little bit about your hair type, hair goals, then Function of Beauty will send you your 100% customized formula. Function of Beauty also just launched its best-in-class subscriber program, Function with Benefits. Subscribers get discounts on every order and more great perks. So turn your good hair days into a good hair life. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash badmother and take your quiz and save 20% off your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash badmother to let them know you heard about it from our show and get 20% off your order. Functionofbeauty.com slash badmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. As always, a little reminder, Teresa is taking time off to focus on their family, which leaves it to me to genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. All right, guys. Raiden's birthday, like I said was last week, they wanted a rainbow cake. Quote, unquote, I want a big gay cake. <laughs> they wanted the outside of the cake to be totally white, and then when you cut in it, rainbow. Now, guys, I make some cakes. I've been known to fiddle with a cake or two. And I think this is not going to be a problem. I've got three cake pans, and that means I can make six layers in two rounds of cake. So I make the batter. I individually mix the recipe's suggested amount for each pan. Red, blue, yellow, green. I made purple. I made orange. I cook them and out they come. And uh, they're very thin. Some, <laughs> Some edges might be more cookie than cake or crisp. And for sure, it looks like none of the color is there. But I can't cut it apart to see, right? Because like the outside is like brown and toasty from the oven. So I just say, to heck with this. And I start cutting it so that I'm cutting all the crispy parts off. So it's just slightly smaller, but still round, more even rainbow cake. Again, I do not think the layers of the cake are rainbow. Then I decide, I know what I'll do. I'll make icing and rainbow color each layer of icing. And then between each layer of the cake, I'm going to like put like a red, a yellow, a green, a blue, like whatever. So I do that. And for the first time ever, I made actually the right amount of icing. And I don't know, when you ice the top of your cake, when I do it, I always wind up jerking up some of the crumb. And I'm like, ah, I'll just slab some more icing on this cake. Anyway, that night... We are cutting the cake, and it is not very rainbow inside. It was very, <laughs> it was like muddy, muddy, muddy blue, muddy, muddy green, muddy, muddy. And then, like, the icings were all just, like, 
like just a little pop of color. But there was so much fucking icing on the outside of this cake. Even Ellis was like, this is mistake cake. This is mistake. Too much sugar. Too much, too much sugar. But cake is cake and cake is good. So that cake is fine. And I'm counting it as a genius. Hello, Biz, Teresa, and Gabe. This is a genius. Uh, it is dinner time for my three-year-old and almost two-year-old. I filled up the smaller one's milk again because he is a monster, and I accidentally gave it to his older sister, and, of course, panic ensued. So I asked um, my older daughter if I should go on timeout, and she said yes. So here I am on timeout, and it's the best. Thanks, you guys. You're doing a great job. Oh, yeah. Mama's going to need a long time out. Mama has been very, very bad. (laughs) I'm going to need to sit in this very comfy chair facing the corner. In in fact, maybe you should just put me outside for a little while. That's genius. Everybody keep that in your repertoire of hide and seek. Oh, man, I still just can't find you (laughs) to, to... I've been bad. Put me in a timeout. You're doing an amazing job. And also, thanks for the shout out to Gabe. Gabe is here listening to all of our secrets. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, me. Okay. I actually have quite a few fails saved up from this past week. It's been a just a great week. But I will lead off this week with Ellis and I, well, in fact, all of us in the family used to like pre-pandemic going to, you know, little random conventions that would come through the Pasadena Convention Center. They always had a lot of fun ones, different little like RoboFest or Toy Fest or RoboCon, Anime Fest, Cat Fest. I mean, there was a whistling competition we went to once. I mean, we love that shit. And Ellis has been Lego, Beyblade, whatever, addicted. And so I saw that for the first time since the pandemic, a Transformer Robot Fest was going to be coming to the Pasadena Convention Center. And so for three months, I've had this on the calendar. And Ellis and I have been like, I'm like, Ellis, let's save up our money. Let's so that you could go because there'll probably be Legos there. And tra-la-la-la-la. We're so excited. Mama Ellis time. We're going to do it. So Saturday morning. Oh, I have paid for the VIP tickets, by the way, so that we can be the first ones in the door. Oh, so it's less covid So, <laughs> So Ellis and I get up. We're fed. We're masked. We make it over to the convention center. We park and we're walking towards it. And usually there's like a sign or like a giant robot or something. All I see are people like dudes in khakis and polos and women in like casual business skirts and their laptops. And I'm thinking that is a weird con. And I pull out the tickets and the event is for Sunday, not Saturday, not the day that we're there, not, not the day that we've been talking about And like going to sleep, all excited, can't sleep. Oh my God, we went on the wrong day. And I looked at Ellis and I said, Ellis, we are here on the wrong day. 
the fest is tomorrow. And he looked at me, and this shows you where being part of this community comes in. He turns to me and says, well, man, there's your fail for the week. <laughs> I was like, you're right. You're right. I don't even have to write this one down. So this is a failure for trying to be a person, I guess. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> had a meeting with a mom group, and it was during bedtime. So my husband agreed to put the boys to bed. We talked to the boys. We have two four-year-olds. Explained daddy was putting them to bed. Mommy would see them in the morning. Um, my husband tried for 30 minutes to calm down one of my guys. Eventually, he FaceTimed me. Then my son insisted I read his books, which I cannot do over the phone. <laughs> and I end up leaving my meeting. And, of course, he falls asleep before I even get home. So I guess that's what I get for trying to be a person. I am just my children's comfort, and I will have a life at some point. Oh, yeah, for sure. That is a epic, classic, tried to be a person and failed. What? Did you think you could go out and... <laughs> not be faced at the face the wound the salt in the wound is really the like well will you read a book to me you're out in public and you're on facetime with your child who's like will you read a book will you do blah blah and then you have to watch that like i used to tell Stefan, please don't facetime me because if ellis sees me they're gonna start crying and then like what position am i like i like you have i am trapped i'm gonna have to come home right and you're right that child will be asleep when you get home and I am very sorry. You are failing at trying to go out and have friends. But luckily, you were trying to go out with a group of people who, if anybody, will for sure understand. You're doing a horrible job. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I Hey there, beautiful people. Did you hear that good, good news? Something about the baby Jesus? Mm, he's coming back. Or do you mean the fact <laughs> that Apple Podcasts has named Fanti one of the best shows of 2020? I mean, we already knew that we was hot stuff, but a little external validation never hurts, okay? Hosted by me, writer and journalist Jared Hill. And me, the ebony enchantress myself, <laughs> Travel Anderson. Fanti is your home for complex conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the people, places, and things we're huge fans of, but got some anti-feelings toward. You name it, we Fanti. Nobody's off limits. Check us out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your Slayworthy audio. Hey folks, it's me, James Arthur M., host of Minority Corner, your home through these wild times for weekly doses of pop culture, history, news, nerdy stuff, and more through a BIPOC queer and allied lens. Y'all, we have been in a panorama for a whole I, year. The Ponda replay has been going for... <laughs> 
We've been a Ponderosa for a year. <laughs> what woman doesn't even get to fly her own invisible jet? That was another thing. I was like, this is your jet. Think about the war on drugs. We must think of it as a war on black and brown and poor people to yes. only uphold the caste system of America. So join me and some of your new BFFs every Friday here on Maximum Fun to stay informed, empowered, and have some fun. Minority Corner, because together we're the majority. All right, everybody. Let's snuggle up and hold hands in a socially distanced and responsible manner and listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, this is Teresa. This is Angelina calling with her rant. Why it's so hard for the girls' weekend to happen? Like, why? I swear, every single time, it's like, guys want to go camping or fishing. It's just like magical butterflies just come down on it. Everything lines up perfectly. But I have been back and forth, energetically texting, physically talking to all my favorite people. And we're all really great women, and we all know how to make this happen. But it's just, it's just so hard to get from A to B. I guess we just need to have more girls weekends so we can have systems in place and practice doing this so we can get better at it. Anyway, thanks so much for the hotline. I just needed somewhere to put this. This is Teresa. You guys are doing a really great job. And eventually, so am I. Thanks. Bye. First of all, you are doing a great job. None of us are doing a good job at figuring out how to create social opportunities and put systems into place so that we can enjoy those social outings with friends, especially with young kids. And look, we have sat here on this show and we have had guests come on the show and we have all talked and talked and talked to death. This notion of just go, just go. They'll figure it out. I mean, listen to the fail. We just, we just talked about this in the fail with the mom who actually got out and then and they got pulled back in like a horrible riptide that in a perfect world, just before a child enters your house, you would sit down with your support team, be it a partner, be it Uh, parents, siblings, other caregivers, you know, whoever is in your support system and say, I need to get a system in place so that X amount of times a week or a month, I get to go out. I'm going out with my friends. In fact, I've already organized this with my friends. So we're not all scrambling right now. This again is a dream world. Because everybody's schedules are different. Any day of the week, a kid is sick. Any day of a week, you haven't been sleeping. And the idea of going out suddenly feels overwhelming. And yeah, there is sometimes some very unfair president of everything, emotional labor, who can actually take care of the kids, like things happening in our houses, where, yeah, do you know why it's easy sometimes for our partners to go out? Because we are, like, programmed to say, go for it. I got it. I got it. And sometimes our partners aren't programmed that way. They didn't grow up in a house like that. Or society hasn't been telling them that. 
this entire time. I mean, they know because you didn't marry an asshole. They probably know. But until you sit down and say, uh, we really we got to be on the same page. And I remember with Stefan, who was like, go out. I've got this. I still had the problem going. Not only did I need them to tell me that they had it and that it was really okay. They needed to also tell me that they weren't giving me permission because fuck you. If I want to go out, I can, right? That's fucked up. And they also had to like really support me doing it and in a way that was unrelated to our kids. We can't beat ourselves up about not getting this right every time we try it because it's not always about just one thing. It's, it goes back to the old, make some time for yourself, take a shower. Do you want to go take a shower while I'm here? You know, like, uh, yes, thank you. I appreciate your reaching out and offering me space. But actually, my brain is scrambled eggs, and I don't know what to do with this five minutes or ten minutes. And all I can say is that I keep trying to figure it out. And I will say, because I have yelled and screamed about it enough in our house, I am more willing to take those moments for myself and ask for those moments. But it took a long time. (laughs) I just flat out, I have a 12-year-old. And I am currently now like, I'm going to go see a friend tonight. So, you know, like everybody's timeline is different. But the thing is, is that you're doing a good job and you're trying to have a girls weekend, which is just above and beyond. And I encourage you to keep trying. I encourage all of us to keep trying. Just because we haven't asked before doesn't mean we can't ask now. You are doing a really good job. Guys, you're all doing a really good job. Surprise, all of this is so fucking complicated. I mean, like, everything from, like, what we were talking about with Jarrett and Travell about, you know, for lots of us, we have these touchstones uh, from our own childhood, whether they be TV shows or movies or music, books, and, and suddenly as the world and our social consciousness evolves, which is good... A lot of those things that were once our touchstones are touchy. And that gets really complicated because as an adult, I can sit there and say, you know, I understand the nuances of the things that are no longer really okay in this. I understand why it was funny. And now I understand why it's grossly unfunny. And, but it's just a portion of this larger movie and I you know I I know I can still navigate this and enjoy it but I should have no reason that my 12 year old (laughs) like think that they can navigate it right but it's also an opportunity as we talked about to have these conversations things that we think are perfect right now being put out right now in six months or six years or 60 years might become problematic Because again, we want to keep getting better at how we see each other and treat each other. But it's a weird fine line in there. And as parents, it's just another thing to add to the long list 
of things I didn't think I was going to have to think about, but now I have to think about it all the time, and I'm probably going to stay up until 2 o'clock in the morning overthinking it. So, great. Also, school. Great. Another thing. Like, another thing that's going to freak me out and keep me up all night. I don't want to have to make decisions to, to send or not send my kids. I want my children to go to school. God, I hate watching the world just to see if we're going to fuck this up and then I'm going to not be able to do it. I might lose my mind. So that we're all going through that. And we're all going through the never-ending struggle of finding balance between time for ourselves, time for our families. And it's a lot. It's a lot. It is, in fact, a lot. And in many cases, it is, in fact, too much. So let's go be kind to ourselves. Let's go be kind to each other. You're all doing a remarkable job. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.